Hey homebodies, it's Robin and Molly and we're here to remind you that if you're looking to buy a home or refinance to be sure to check out our platinum sponsor Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Aaron is licensed in Minnesota and Wisconsin and is a top lender in the area. You can find his information on our website homeiswherethemurderis.com in all our show notes and on all of our social media platforms. Again, if you're looking for the best in lending, check out Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Robin. And this is... Home is where the murder is. Here it is. (laughs) Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm okay. And how are you? Oh. Everyone answer. And and everyone answer (laughs) for yourselves. Yeah. How are are you? Well, we do hear from people that they say it's like talking to us every day. Yeah. They feel like they can. Yeah. So really, yeah. Yeah, so how's your week been? <laughs> yeah. <It's> been. <laughs> I think this has one of been the most challenging weeks Molly's had ever. Guys, it's it's been a struggle bus. It's been hit by a struggle bus that's been ba- <laughs> like rammed in the back by a struggle bus. But I'm okay. It's yeah. okay. We're all going to get through it. It's okay. Yeah. No, your dad had knee surgery. Yeah, he had um, a knee replacement on his replacement. So it's a like he had his knee replaced before, and now they just went in and replaced that replacement. Good. So he's so. all put back together. Kind of, yeah. yeah. He's so, getting recovery going on yeah, and whatnot. So, so last weekend I went out and stayed there yeah. for a bit, for a few days. Yeah. And so. then just work spent a lot and you know the children and just you know yeah it no. just it just seems like when one thing happens you know as everyone feels like you know things just pile oh, yeah. on top of one another well i think with so. how much we work too and take on we get to a point where we just don't have room for other things but we yeah. have to make room for them yeah so i'm at this point in my life where like i'm excited for real estate to like kind of calm down as winter approaches mm-hmm. and i cannot be more excited about that because i just need a break yeah so but it's funny because every time i say that someone's like oh hey i have a friend that needs to buy i'm like okay you're like good <laughs> like, I mean, I like, good, rude, great, but like but, yeah yeah so um but i've been really good about like telling people like the like kind of like making making hours almost of saying like this is when i'm available um and then you and know, that's good it's good to yeah. set that for yourself it feels good to be able to do that in my in my career right now so but yeah so that's that's what I, that's all I've been doing. I've been working. I couldn't be more boring right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, you've been working, but you also just hit a personal goal lately for work. You hit your cap. Oh, yes. Yes. Y- yes, you're I did. like, what did I do? <laughs> I know. I'm like, what do you know? Well, no, I know everything. I did. So anybody that's Everyone like, should know that. Well, yeah. I'll so it was a pretty big. So last year, and I think we've talked about it a couple times, I had mono pretty bad. Um, it went undetected for almost a year. So that was pretty rough. Um, so by the time yeah. they realized that that's what I had, they had misdiagnosed me with cancer. And then right after one of my surgeries, they figured out that it was actually just very severe mono. And uh, it took me a little while to recover from that. But the worst part about it was I couldn't work for like three to six months. So and being on commission based at the time, that was really hard. So yeah, it really was like an eye opening experience. But it also like made me whip my ass into shape and 
And I did. I re- reached my goal already this year, and I'm 100% commissioned for the rest of the year, so that's pretty cool. But um, I'm also yeah, just awesome. tired. So Yeah. Well, and, like, the season is changing. Like, yeah. let's, let's not get – don't get me wrong. I love fall time. Like, yeah. I love this time but of year. But fall's gone. It's gone already. Um, It <laughs> snowed today a yeah. little bit already. Yeah. So well, I already missed – fall's yeah. gone, everyone. My favorite time of year is gone already. Yeah. I have two sweatshirts on right now. Yeah. So, so. – but um, but like you know, when it starts to get darker out earlier, and I do love that part of it because like the cuddling up the, and yeah. like the coziness of it all. Yeah, I but do like, like but that. But you know what you need with that time of year? What the ability for yourself to slow down? So like I've like mentally I've been struggling a little bit lately. Like mm-hmm. there's no denying that. Like. I just yeah. have been, and I've been trying to be more open with myself about that, too. Like, it's okay to say that, like, you're having a hard time. Oh, for sure. Um, but, like, so there's something about, like, you know, like, in nature, like, too. Like, you know, like, the seasons change. The days get shorter. Like, it gets yeah. darker. Like, you, we are part of nature, too, right? Yeah. Like, we are human beings. Like, we are animals. Like, we are also supposed to slow down yeah. and adjust with the seasons, but we don't. Yeah. Like, no. we, we can't because, like, well, we lead these lives yeah. where we're not able to. But, like, technically, we are also supposed to be doing that. And it sucks that we can't also do that. Like, yeah. And, and that's, like, I think why, like, we struggle this time of year. Yeah. Like, seasonal depression is such a thing, too. Because, oh, yeah. like, people get, you know, obviously it, it's a huge thing. And people get depressed around this time of year. And I think it's because you struggle with that a lot where it's, like, you feel this pull to be like calming your body down yeah. more and, you know, be able to like, yeah. you know, kind of reel back a little bit, but you can't because of the demands of everything oh, yeah. in your life. Yeah. I mean, we got kids to raise yep. and you have a husband to take care of and yep. your dad. And yeah. So yeah, there is no time for us to really no. stop what we're doing. So no. it's a so lot. I, I'm going to try in my life to set some more limits a yeah. little bit more. Which will be hard for me, knowing right. me. Well, that's why I think my Christmas present to you is so important. Yeah. But she doesn't know what it is. Yeah. But I got her a good gift. And that's all I have to say about that. So but you then, guys like, hear about my it. gifts, like, don't no, no, like, your compare. Gift, your gift this year, the only thing I want from you is that you're going with me. That's yeah. it. And okay. Matt. Matt's a p- bonus. If we can get Matt, bonus. Yeah. Like, I think there's nothing more beautiful than the thruple vacationing. And I say vacationing. I don't know. Last <laughs> night, we almost lost you to another couple. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Yeah, that's right. I guess I do. Have so a- last night, we had, um, it was the Halloween party at Driftless. It was the costume party. It was put on by the salon yep. across the street from us. It was a lot of fun. I'm Paying struggling today. <laughs> I only had three drinks the entire night, but that's part of, like, my migraines. Like, I, I do- it doesn't even matter, like... The entire night from like eight to like one in the morning. I had three drinks the entire night. So like today's been just awful for me. But alcohol is a trigger for me yeah. for my headache. So yeah. I already knew that today was going to basically suck. Yeah. But here we are. I don't know how many drinks I had. Robin, all of a sudden she was double fisting Cosmos. People right were buying at the me drinks. Yeah. Right yeah. when we got there, yep. two people bought me drinks. I'm yep. like, well, all right. Yep. It happened. So yeah, no, it was funny because I don't know why these things happened to me. Yeah. I was a very normal person last night for the most part. Like, I wasn't doing anything completely obnoxious or anything. And I just kind of was having fun with my friends. And towards the end of the night, this guy came up to me and asked me if I would join him and his wife in the bedroom. 
And then she's standing right there and she's like, What yeah. an honor. She's like, Yeah, we picked you. And I was like, Um, okay, yeah. And he's like, Oh, great. So we'll get going. And I was like, Yeah, just give me a second. And I go over to Molly and But Matt. like how you like you're like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to be rude because like but why? But, well, here's the thing, Molly, and this is something you always have to remember. They could be a client someday. I'm not going to be rude to them. Okay. I okay. feel they, like sometimes the we one can thing be that rude. I picked up in that conversation, that very short conversation, is that they have a home that I may need to sell someday. I get that. Okay. But I feel like sometimes we can be like, no, thank you, though. I did. No, thank you. In a way, because I went up to you and told you we had to leave immediately and yeah. we had your husband sneak us out the back door and yeah. now it's no longer a problem of mine. Right. And then when I do run into them again, because I found out that they're regulars at your husband's bar yeah that i can just say oh yeah no i uh i i, I threw up everywhere threw up in excitement yep. for the night <laughs> just vomited everywhere and i figured I was you so didn't excited want that. to go do this yeah. and i couldn't contain so, myself yeah so that's what i'm gonna do yeah but so that it's just funny to me because i'm like i just feel like these things only happen to me and i'm like and yeah. molly you guys need to know molly was hot last night she looked fucking amazing but everyone knows that i'm married i understand that but i just once like well there was that old guy that wanted to grab your butt there was that one elderly man we were really <laughs> pitching the party last night <laughs> so i was just mad though i'm like molly looks hot tonight why is she not being asked to join because everyone knows that i'm married so what difference does that make if they're looking to add people to their i don't give off that adding into a throuple You know why? Vibe. It's I because think. I just merge myself into people's they, relationships. You, everyone already knows that you're a part of a throuple. Maybe they're like, hey, she's already doing it. Yep. Maybe that's it. That's probably what it is. We might need to change my reputation around here. Just be like, hey, it's not that kind of throuple. Yeah. Like, get you a shirt. Like, it's a different kind of throuple. Yeah. We're, We're just friends. We're just friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of friends. Oh, no. I know. Well, we have to talk about it because it is yeah. the saddest thing that so could ever happen. So yesterday, right before we went out for the party, we found out that Matthew Perry passed away. Rest in peace, Chandler Bing. And so Friends is, I mean, not just friend. I mean, friends, friends. Yes. But like, it's a huge show for us. Oh, yeah. And like, it always has been in our lives. Like, I watched it my entire life. Conti mm -hmm. We continue to watch it all the time. I'm looking at Robin right now and the back oh, yeah. of her computer is filled with friends yeah. stickers. Like, like it, yeah. Yeah. Our and I mean, and I know Matthew Perry did more things than friends, but obviously that's something that he's very remembered for. And he did other well, things his, too outside of friends yeah. that he wants to be remembered for, I know. Um, so he, uh, you know, yeah. he started that um, house for addicts yep. and everything and so he's done a lot of other things yeah i know this but you know when you think of him obviously yeah. you think of the show friends automatically yeah and, you know yeah it's just sad and yeah. it's hard to believe that he's gone because it's yeah. just was, he's way too young well and you, you he was you feel like he was like hopefully getting on the right path and i think he, he was, was yeah you know but it, and but sometimes when your body's mm -hmm. been through so much too yeah yeah. It just sucks because he it was does. so loved. Like, yeah. and that is the one thing I will say about the world is the amount of people that have coming out and saying how he touched their lives. Like, I keep seeing people writing things like, "It was he was my friend because yeah. I would watch Friends when I was having the worst day." Yeah, and he always. I mean. Everything out of his mouth was hilarious in that show. Yeah. And the beauty of it is, is that we know that they were all close as friends as well. So then yeah. you're hurting 
for these other actors that you feel like are your friends. Because you know that this is like a huge blow to them as well. Yeah. So it's just sad in every way, shape, or form all around. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I really don't like it. No. <laughs> so it's really. And it's coming off of like another part of like, and it's been a bad week for things in the, in like the news media. So like also, I know yeah. if you saw that there was that shooting, that mass shooting in Massachusetts. I don't Maine. know if you saw that. Maine. Sorry, Maine. Maine. Uh, then there was that husband that murdered his wife. Yeah. In Massachusetts. That's oh, yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So it's like. All this is, it's just been like one after the other. And I'm just like, it's a little too much as we go into the depressed season. I'm going to need everyone to just perk up a little bit and be happy and do some fun. But at least you're here for murder. Oh, yeah. Except for, of course. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that is. So about just one one more quick thing before we step into murder. So about the main mass shooting. So I was in our group family chat between me, Dana, Tim, and um, Matt. Yeah. We were just talking about like. We had these tickets. We were going to go to Boston. Yep. Um, and Dana was like, hey, we have to use up these flights, you know, by the end of the year. You know, yeah, because those rebook. are for, from 2020, right? Yeah. Okay. Because of COVID. So we have to reuse these. They're like, well, and Dana was like, well, where do you guys want to go? I'm like, well, I've always wanted to go to Maine. I could you not, 15 minutes later, breaking news, that shooting happened in Maine. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yep. Like, I'm like, and it's well, how often do you talk about Maine? Right. How often yeah. do you, are you just like talking about Maine, just like in com- yeah. conversation? And then there it was. And then there it was. That's crazy. Yeah. So that was just like super random. So I don't know how. I, feel, I don't know how. I so feel about apparently, that. I'm a psychic. Oh God, that's what you got from yes. That? So well, watch out next time, psychic. Maybe you could bring it up sooner so that we can do something about it. Yeah, I'll try. I'll okay, try. Thanks. Yeah. So, but yeah, no. So that was kind of that was super random, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, <laughs> I'm like, tech, I'm like, yeah. I literally just, I'm yeah. like, what? Are That's you? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So but that was very. But I, but I really have always wanted to go to Maine. Oh, for sure. I mean, that doesn't change anything. It's no, just such no, no, a no, sad no. situation. I mean, things, so shitty things happen everywhere. Oh my god. So obviously, unfortunately, yeah. but. So. Yeah. Anyways, so what do you have for oh, us this week? I Robin? have a Halloween murder. Ooh. It's an oldie. It's from you and I weren't even born yet. And oh, was it in the 70s? Nope, but close. 84. Oh, okay. 84. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So those damn 70s. I yeah. just wanted to make sure. Yeah. No, it's um it's a pretty bad one. Okay. Um, again, it, when we talk about bad, it's not nearly as bad as like the Richard Chase or whatever, but it's, it is bad. And I will warn you when it gets to that point, because I will like, like dang, what, like what type of triggers should we be? I can't even, people? I can't even, it's, is it just like so bad? I'm domestic just, abuse or is it animal it's, abuse? I can't even, no, there's no animals, but I can't okay. even put into words what I would describe this as okay. without it like giving it away. Well, no, oh. but not animals. No. Okay. But all I'm okay. saying is if you cannot handle really deep shit, just for fast forward for the next minute or whatever, when I get to that part, and I'll give you a warning. Okay. Um, This is mostly for Dana. Dana, you can listen to this episode, but you cannot listen to it up until the point where I tell you, you have to switch it off. So. Um, okay because i love her and i don't want her to stop listening to us so but um yeah so i'm gonna get started on it if you guys are ready are are you ready we'll wait for your answer let me just fix my mic here we're waiting for your answer yeah i'm oh stop shut up (laughs) god you're a pain in my ass okay this is the murder of doreen herbert herbert and gerbert okay (laughs) okay good okay (laughs) picture it Halloween night, 1984, 
in San Jose, California. Have you pictured it? It's warmer than it, it is, is here. It is warmer. Yes. <laughs> yes. I pictured it. <laughs> the dim lit streets are filled with young kids trick-or-treating in their plastic Barbie and G.I. Joe costumes. And it's very, it, it, the smell of the plastic you is totally very smell warm it, right? and sweaty. Yeah. Okay, go. The, <laughs> the homes on Guildhall Drive are decorated with all things spooky and jack-o'-lanterns line the walkways. Charles and Doreen Ebert. Herbert. Shit, I forgot. Herbert and Gerbert. I forgot the R, so I said Ebert. It's Herbert. Herbert and Gerbert. Charles and Doreen Herbert had just returned home from taking their four-year-old daughter out trick-or-treating and were about to sit down to watch a movie. Charles told Doreen that he was going over to the liquor store and he'd be right back. Deanna and a very pregnant Doreen, so Doreen was eight months pregnant at the time, okay, mm-hmm. sat down on the couch and began to watch their movie. Now, during this time, trick-or-treaters are coming to the door, and they're, she's getting up and giving them candy and sitting back down, that kind of thing. So not long after Charles left, there was a knock at the door, but this knock did not sound like the little trick-or-treaters. This yeah. was a loud banging on the door. So Doreen doesn't even grab the candy. She's like, who the hell is that, right? So... Her four-year-old daughter recalled seeing her mother open the door and immediately yell, no, 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 get out of my house, as she was pushed through the door. Deanna says the man pushing his way into the home was the big bad wolf. So Deanna's a little four-year-old girl. So that's what she says. She's like, the big bad wolf came into my house. Doreen yells to Deanne to hide, which the young child immediately does. She slips behind the couch and covers herself up. No longer being able to see her mother, but she can hear her screams. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. The man at the door was wearing a carpenter's jumpsuit, a wolf mask, and was holding a large machete. Without hesitation, he began to hack Doreen over and over again. Blood was violently splattered all over the home, and when he was done, he began looking for Deanne. Uh, Deanna, sorry. The young girl stayed as quiet as she could, but she knew he was looking for him and she could hear his steps and the jumpsuit rubbing against each other as he was looking for her in the house. Yeah. Can you even imagine how terrifying that must have been for a four-year-old little girl? I don't know how she stayed. Oh my gosh. He eventually gave up looking for her because he had to get out of the house, told her if she said anything to anyone, he would come back and finish her off. Um, He walked away from the crime scene holding the machete and covered in blood However, no one thought anything of it because it was it looked like just a scary Halloween costume. Right. Deanna rem- remained hidden because she was too afraid to come out. About 15 minutes passed and Charles came home and saw his front door wide open. He walked inside and saw his 31-year-old wife lying dead on the floor. He immediately started to panic, and I mean panic. Yeah. He calls 911 and is completely uncontrollable. Deanna comes out of her hiding place and he runs her over to the neighbor's house. Officers show up and he's covered in blood, yelling, and very intoxicated, which was not the best scenario for him in this situation. No. So he was incredibly uncooperative. So they cuffed him and put him in the back of the squad. And as far as they knew, they thought they had their killer. Yeah, because usually, I mean, you automatically think. Yep. The yep, husband, or exactly, the and when he's like in that state, right. yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the crime scene. Now, this is the part that it gets pretty gruesome. So, because I am going to talk about Doreen's unborn baby, okay? 
So this is the part where I'm saying either stop listening or skip far ahead because I'm going to tell you what happens to the body. Okay. Okay. So investigators walk in and they see blood splatter absolutely everywhere, including all over the family's jack-o'-lantern, which had a very sinister smile on it. And there's photos of this and I'm going to share this because you, you all need to see it. It's super creepy, this jack-o'-lantern, and it's just got blood splatter all over it. Ooh. Yeah, very, like, horror movie-ish, okay? Right. Um, there was a huge pool of blood surrounding Doreen's body, and they noticed that she had many slashes to her head and her face. Her left hand had been cut off, and her torso had been ripped open. One investigator says to another as they are making their way around the scene to step over the, the doll in the room. The other investigator says to him, that's not a doll. That's a fetus. The murderer had removed the baby from Doreen's stomach. He cut the baby's foot in the process. And then he slammed the baby on the floor. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. So let's just move on. But yeah. So who would have done such an awful thing? Like, this is awful. Right. And why? Yeah. And, like, why that house and what? what? Right. Like, where did that come from? I know, right? Yeah. The police thought they had their suspect in custody, but they wanted to talk to the only eyewitness, four-year-old Deanna. So they went to the neighbor's house to ask her what she had seen, and she told them that the big bed wolf did it. Now, at the time, they didn't know what the hell she was talking about. Yeah. Well, and she's four. Like, I mean, what do you... But, yeah. So then, but then other investigators were like, no... We know what she means because right when you walk in the front door, there's a wolf mask right by the front door. So this killer took his mask off oh, and left it at the scene. That's really weird. And dumb. Yeah. So they don't know why he took it off. I've read reports that he took it off because he see, needed glasses to see and it was like in, getting in the way. Oh. And then I read in other reports that Doreen had ripped it off of him while she was being attacked. Okay. So I'm not really sure what happened there. And um, not only did they find the mask, but they also noticed a trail of blood leaving the house and going down the sidewalk. So, you know, because he was creepy and full of blood and walking away from the house. It was almost like the drops of blood were dripping from whoever did this. And they didn't at the time know if it was dripping from like the machete or if he cut himself in the process or whatnot. But there was a trail of blood leading away from the house. So investigators started to follow the blood trail. Meanwhile, other investigators were talking to neighbors to learn a little bit more about Doreen's past. They learned that she had actually been married before to a man by the name of Michael Dennis. They met in 1976, and that same year they got married and had a son who they named Paul. The young couple didn't last long, and they divorced in 1977, so less than a year. Yeah. When Doreen, um, I'm sorry, Doreen, during the divorce, Doreen obtained primary placement of Paul. And Michael would see his son on the weekends, but was very scorned over the divorce, especially when Doreen quickly remarried. Doreen and Charles would raise Paul as a family and soon added Deanna to the mix in 1979. All would be happy and good for the young family until one day tragedy would strike in Doreen's own backyard. In February of 1980, four-year-old Paul climbed through the fence around the family pool and fell in. Mm. By the time Doreen realized, it was too late. Paul was put on life support for a week, but ultimately lost his life. Obviously, a very awful time for both families, but the death sent Michael into a downward spiral. He 
hated Doreen for causing the death of their son and even filed a wrongful death lawsuit against her. It was eventually dismissed and Doreen went back to her family and Michael went back to his lonely life. So you can see where this might be going. Right. Which, like, I I mean, I, I, I'm not, ex- no, obviously no. not excusing, but I understand why he would be so upset. Yes. 100%. 100%. Like, yeah. you're trusting the care of your son with yeah. your ex-wife. Right. And, like, and then he, di- and he dies. He dies while Which, he's as there. somebody that is, shares parenting yeah. responsibility, it's something I've thought of as well. Right. Like, what would you Like, do? I worry about Logan yeah. sometimes. I'm luckily that I have an open relationship with them to the point where I've even talked to Kimberly. So Logan's, my son's bonus mom. Mm-hmm. I've talked to her about how I feel and how I, and she's like, you can always call here, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. But right. it's just human nature to worry about exactly. your kids. But I also am like, I know they love him. I know they take care of them. If something were to ever happen to him, yeah, I can understand that it'd be easy for me to point the finger and blame and right. be mad at them. But at the same time, I'm also a human being and people. Things happen. Things happen. And I, so it's one of those things where I thought about that too. I was like, yeah. how would I react if something happened right. to my son? But like, but like that whole situation, like, you know, that, that's hard with like the pool situation. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. Like where he climbed through and like went to the, like, yeah. W- w- and he's young and like, oh, yeah. Who was, watching, who was watching him? Like, right. What was, yeah. Like, yeah. Pools, and it's the 80s. And, it, and it's that's different. The thing. It's, it's different the than 80s. it is now. Like, so. definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. The reason that we have the security things that we have now yes. is because, is because of, of that. things like this happen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, help. Sorry. So, with this information, police found an address for Michael Dennis, and after midnight, they paid him a little visit. So, something to keep in mind, the murder happened around 9 p.m., okay? So, by midnight, they were showing up at his house. So, this all happened pretty quickly, okay, for them to put piece everything together. They've got the husband downtown, and they're... Going over to Michael Dennis's house. So not for long after. When they knocked on the door, they began to hear water running, which made them wonder if he was trying to destroy evidence. After more knocking, he finally answers the door. They go inside and start asking him questions, and detectives say that he, the way he answered questions was like a zombie. He was very nonchalant, and he was kind of like he was in a daze. Mm-hmm. And how the investigator wor- made it sound is, he, he made it sound like he would say, okay, well, what's your name? Is, what's your name? My name is Michael Dennis. That's very weird. Isn't it? Yeah. You know? So that's how the investigator did it. So I should tell you, I got a lot of my information for this case off of an episode of called Homicide for the Holidays. Instead of Home for the Holidays, it's Homicide for the Uh Holidays. And it was a great episode. I definitely think people, if you've got Peacock, watch it. It's great. And... The reason I got so much information out of that episode was because there, this case is so old. There's a bunch of different information yeah. and wrong dates yeah. and all sorts of stuff. Like people had this happening in the 90s. It did not happen in the 90s. Huh. So the episode actually has the investigators. It actually has the family talking. Yeah. So I know that it's more, it's accurate. So yeah. But anyway, so yeah. So super creepy, right? He's got this yeah. super and yeah. So Michael is told that his ex-wife was murdered and he goes on to say that, yes, they had their issues, but he doesn't say anything bad about her during the interview. They then ask if they can search his home and he says, absolutely. But when they give him the consent to search so he can sign it, they notice he is struggling to sign with his left hand. They ask him if he is indeed left-handed and he says no and then shows shows them his right hand, which is bandaged and bloody. So bloody that the blood is dripping out of the bandage 
Oh, mm-hmm. that's so not when good. they ask about what happened, he says they cut his hand while cutting the jack-o'-lanterns that are out front. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So detectives begin to search the house, and in the laundry room, they find drops of blood as well as a good amount of blood in the washing machine. Like, he might have thrown stuff in there to wash, and they got yeah. interrupted. Yeah. Then they go outside and see more blood droplets and also smears of blood on the door handle of his truck. And inside, there was blood on the seat and steering wheel as well. They went back inside the house and immediately put Michael under arrest. They're like, listen, a lot of blood. Now, this is the 80s. So they, yeah. you know, they're like, listen, a lot of blood. We got to take it downtown. We'll hold. They can do a 48-hour hold, okay? Okay. And investigate it. So they, they were in their rights to do that and whatever. And yeah, when you find that much blood, fine. Right. Um, and they told him, like, if it ends up just being your blood, then fine. you got nothing to worry about. So um, so as they're putting him in the cop car, they see some flashlights coming up the sidewalk. And as they get closer, the detectives realize it's two of their colleagues from the other crime scene. They had followed the blood trail all the way from Doreen's house, and it stopped right in front of Michael's house. How long was that trail? About a mile and a half. That's a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he cut his hand so bad yeah. that it was yeah. constantly dripping the yeah. entire way. Huh. So crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, and so he did end up getting, his, they took him to the hospital to get his hand fixed or whatever. But obviously they're like, hey, dude, this is worse than what you think it is. Yeah. But so they did that. Now, law enforcement still has Doreen's husband, Charles, still in custody as well. So they begin to question him. Luckily for him, he was ruled out once they were able to actually speak with him, um, speak with him when he was able to calm down because he's yeah. extremely distraught. He provided the receipt to show that he was at the liquor store and at the time of the murder and the next day he was able or I'm sorry. So he got held in jail that night because yeah. they wanted to talk to the people that were working at the mm-hmm. liquor store. So he got he got <clears throat> held for the night. The next day they talked to him. Yep. He was here at that time and they released him. Yeah. Um. So the focus is now on the scorned husband, ex-husband, Michael Dennis. Now, here's what officers have the... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little list of what the, the officers have in the terms of some evidence, okay? So they have the cut on his hand. Yep. They have the blood all over his home. And for me, the big ticket, like the smoking gun, is the blood trail from that led to his, his house, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, it, it literally is Absolutely. like a path. It's like breadcrumbs. Yeah, right? So you would think, Hansel like, dude, dude, you look fucking guilty, right? Yeah. So the police also had the wolf mask from the scene. So they, of course, asked Michael if he owned a wolf mask, which he denied. They obtained a search warrant for his home and began taking blood samples. Now, at the time, they couldn't do DNA testing, but they were able to see what type of blood it was. So they were checking to see if Doreen's blood was at Michael's residence and Michael's blood was at Doreen's residence. Yeah. The search at Michael's home did turn up something interesting. In the back shed, investigators found two homemade coffins. One would have fit Doreen and one would have fit Charles. Okay. Mm-hmm. They also had weights inside of them, so if they were thrown into water, they would sink. Okay. Interesting, right? Yeah. It had become very clear that Michael had the intention of killing Doreen and Charles, but police still didn't have a murder weapon. But in the garage, they found the packaging for a machete. 
A few blocks away, investigators went to a home improvement center where they found that exact same machete. And then they matched the machete up with the wounds and the marks that were in the ceiling from like when he lifted it over his head and yeah. it hit the ceiling. Yep. So they were able to like put the machete tip into where that like into the ceiling. Yeah. And it lined up. So yeah. they're like, okay, our murder weapon is very likely a machete. Right. So this is really not looking good for him, right? Right. Okay. Even with all that evidence, the DA did not feel they had enough to hold him and charge him with murder, and they wanted the blood analyzed before they that they, before they would press charges against him. So with the 48-hour hold coming up, the San Jose Police Department had to let him go. Now, at this point, the media was all over this case. His initial arrest was all over the news and in all the papers, so when he's released, they are outside waiting for him. Now, something I didn't mention yet is that Michael Dennis is hands down the creepiest looking person I have ever met. Not met. Seen. Both. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I will share his photos, but he's creepy looking. Yeah. He's got that serial killer in a movie look to him. Yeah. Very unsettling. Um, so as he's walking through the crowd of press, he says, and I encourage you to find this clip. I was going to play it, but I was like, nah, no, it's fine. They can go find it. Yeah. Um, find the clip of him leaving the jail and talking to the press because it's eerie. So he says to them, sorry that it did happen to her. I hope they catch the person that did it. Yeah. Just like that. But in his creepy ass Yeah, in his little weird, mm-hmm. creepy oh, voice. So when we get home tonight, yeah. I'm going to have you listen to it because okay. you're going to be like, eh, I don't like that. Yeah. So he was straight-faced and completely monotoned while saying it. Yeah. So he's out. And the whole town's like, nope. Like, like I don't like that. Not at all, right? Um, but he wouldn't be out for long because police were on the hunt to prove that he did this. Yeah. And they were super angry with the DA for releasing him. I mean, yeah. I guess the police chief was putting him on blast and just letting him have it. So um, their biggest thing was that, like, we need to prove that he owned this mask that they have in there. In, right. Okay. And they, but they don't have DNA yet. They don't have DNA yet. So the nice, what they, what was, they were able to do was that when they had taken him downtown originally into custody, they take everything off of what he comes with. Okay. And they keep his personal property as evidence. And in that property was a little black book. And that little black book has all of his friends, people he's dated, whatever. And this detective was like, I'm going to call every single person here and see what they know. And he finally gets in touch with a woman who says, when he says to her, do you know if he owns a wolf mask? She goes, oh, I know he does because we went as the Big Bad Wolf and Little Red Riding Hood last year for Halloween. Yeah. And he's like, okay, Ken, is there a way you can prove that? She's like, yeah, I can get you a picture. So this lady is like, yep, here you go, and provides him with a picture of them. But the problem is he's got the mask on. Right, you can't prove And you can't prove him. that it's him, which was his defense. Right, exactly. So they still had warrants to go and search his house. So they went back to his home and they found the exact suit that he was wearing in that photo. Like the yeah. suit coat, the shirt, okay. the pants. They found it. They're like, okay, how much more freaking evidence do we need right. that this is the guy? Yeah. Okay. So um, they also went as far as calling around to all sorts of stores and they were able to pinpoint the costume place that sold that mask. And they looked it up in their records, and yep. it was sold to Michael Dennis. Okay. So they so that, got him. That's okay? the thing that can really. And to solidify that Michael Dennis was indeed the killer, the blood evidence came back as a match to what they expected. 
Michael's type of blood was found at the crime scene. Doreen's type of blood was found at his home. Yep. So during the trial, it comes out that the loss of Michael's son, Paul, completely destroyed him. Yeah. Okay. And again, we already talked about that. That makes sense. I, I get that. Yes. But that doesn't mean you do this. Oh, God, no. But like, I get that that would be yeah. such a... He wanted yeah. to take away from her what he feels she took away from him, which is awful. Yeah. So he blamed Doreen and was so angry that she moved on with her life and he was left with nothing and he just completely snapped. Yeah. So Michael's attorney suggested that he be charged with voluntary manslaughter due to insanity. But to me, that's bullshit. That wasn't that wasn't manslaughter. That was a vicious murder of two people. Well, and obviously very planned out. Mm -hmm. And he would have killed the little girl, too, if he had found her. Yeah. So and And, that's just it. And the husband. And the husband, if she if he would have been home. So it's like one of those things where it's like, how can you say that it was voluntary manslaughter due to insanity when he had coffins waiting for them? Yeah. And he waited to do this on Halloween, knowing that that's when he'd be able to get away with it. Right. Yeah. So he was charged. So that didn't work. The attorney was like, uh, and the prosecutors were like, no. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So he was charged with first degree murder for Doreen's and second degree murder of her unborn child. The trial lasted for four weeks. And after two days of deliberation, the jury found him guilty on both counts. And he was sentenced to the gas chamber. Good. However. Oh. This pile of garbage is still alive and sitting on death row at San Quentin Prison because they are apparently backed up with their death sentences. Everybody's got to die. The the appeal process, I guess, I was reading about this today, is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it takes... I don't think this guy will ever see the gas chamber. Yeah. Um, because they can, they're so backed up. They constantly can keep appealing. It's ridiculous. Like, why even have it if you're not going to actually utilize it? But yeah. Whatever. Um, so he's 73 years old and still incredibly creepy looking. I just recently oh, I'm looked sure at he his. hasn't gotten less creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a little follow up. So um, Doreen was buried in the same cemetery as her son, Paul. She was also buried, and I didn't mention this earlier, but she was also buried with her two, she had two other children that she lost um, at birth. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, you it's know. not like she's had an easy go at me. Exactly. Gosh. So, yeah, she's always, you know, always wanted to be a mom. And, you know, she had been through a lot. So, yeah. So losing Paul wasn't just losing Paul. It was also like she's already lost two other children. Yeah. She loses Paul. She's been through, like, she's been through some shit, too. Yeah. She deserved to be happy. Yeah, very much and so. And people said that her relationship with Charles was amazing. That yeah. he loved her more than anything in the world. They never were heard fighting. They were just a happy family. Yeah. So Deanna, so she's fully grown up now. Yeah. She's almost 40. She's doing well. Um, for a while there, she was afraid of Halloween, which makes sense. Yeah. But she eventually got to a good place and she leaves, leads a very happy life. Um, she has a good relationship with her father now, but it took Charlie a long time to get to a better place. He had struggled with alcohol he blamed himself for not being home, you know, all that. But at the same yeah. time, it's like if he would have been there, maybe, maybe the, the you know, the whole family could have been killed then. Right. You know? Or, or, you know, we don't know. Right. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like he can't think that way. Okay. I know. But I mean, it'd be hard not to think oh, that yeah, way, for obviously. Sure. But yeah, you don't know what would yeah. have been. So he struggled for a long time with alcohol and just uh, at one point he had Deanna live with family because he just was not able to pull himself together yeah but from what i can tell got to a better place and he and his daughter have a a good life so yeah so that's good um yeah um 
yeah. So that's pretty much the the gist of the murder. Yeah. Um. So we I will talk a little bit about the home that this ha- terrible crime happened in. So it's a very nice neighborhood, which is why one of the reasons that it happened even in the 1980s was so shocking. Yeah. Because that kind of thing does not happen, especially when there's just kids walking right. around and oh yeah, like well, the, like it's kind of surprising, like. Trigger treaters didn't kind of come yeah. up during it, even. Right. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Well, and I thought about that. I'm like, well, it happened after nine. So if their trick or treat only went true. to nine, he might have thought that through too. Yeah. But you're right. The door was wide open. Well, and I mean, and there's always kids that are oh, there's stragglers too. There's stragglers. Yeah. yeah. So the house, it's a three bedroom, two bath, thirteen hundred square foot home. It is um, a ranch. Two, car- two garage spaces. It was built in 1971. It's just, it's a very nice home. So the um, sale history. So the s- earliest I could find of the home being sold on the market was in 1999. Mm. Something tells me that was probably sold earlier, given the fact yeah. that Charlie was really struggling with everything. And that's probably. where Deanna's mom died. I just can't imagine that they stayed. So, but it sold uh, for... 285 back in 1999 okay and then it was sold again in 2004 for four hundred ninety thousand dollars. and um then in 2012 it sold for four hundred ninety thousand dollars again okay and um let's see here and then that was the last time it was sold now the value of the property which by the way it is a beautiful home is over a million dollars it's valued at 15 uh or yeah $15,000. $15,000. No. No. $1,500,000. Yeah. $1.5. $1, that's oh my that's God. what you were trying to do, Can I think. You, is that what you were trying to I do? I do this for a living. This is your job, Robin. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, $1.5 is yeah, what I was trying to say. That's what you were trying to say. But it's a beautiful home. Now, I was looking at photos earlier today, and the one thing I'm trying to figure out is if the pool is still there. Oh, because it's not mentioned in the listing. Well, I feel like a lot of those homes in that area probably have pools. And it looks like it, but in this photo that I'm looking at, it doesn't have doesn't look like it has water in it, but I can see the fence. Yeah. And it's fenced in. I think it's still there. So I don't know. But this is an older photo. This is from yeah. 2012. But I mean, yeah, it's California. They probably still have the pool. But that's kind of an eerie thing to think about. Yeah. Too. So, but anyway, yeah. So that is the very sad murder yeah of doreen herbert that that was a good one i'm sad but yeah wow and halloween is just coming up around the corner here a couple days it'll be her it'll be 39 years since she was yeah sadly taken but no math yeah it was an 84 right that's what i said yeah 84 yeah 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 i can do this no i think i yeah yeah, it happened in 84. That's yeah. 30, 39, right? Yeah, because yeah, Ryan's going to be 40. Okay, wow. I think it's time for me to go to bed. I think you're mathing ain't mathing <laughs> right now. <laughs> Your brain says no to math. Yeah, so, but yeah, there it is. Everybody. No, it was good. Yeah, man. Very did you, creepy. Did you like how in the beginning of my story, I kind of like set the scene like a little, <laughs> like I'm a little storyteller? You tried to. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, like, I saw that. Yeah, that's something new. I don't do that often. I tried. You're like, I tried to do something. <laughs> So oh, yeah, it's good. But yeah, so uh, oh, I just hit my mic again. I think I hit my mic every episode. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to dedicate this to Chandler Bing. Yeah. And that. And, oh, so uh, be sure to check us out 
on all the social media. Join our group. We really got to get that giveaway out. We got to get the... So, good news about the giveaway. Good news. So, I had to get the stuff made. So, yeah. uh, Hinsey Homemade made us a uh, the, the dead inside but caffeinated crossbody. Oh, good. So, we have one of those to give cool. away. Uh, we have Home is Where the Murder Is koozies from Vesta's yep. Visions. We have... I'm sorry, from Hinsey Homemade. And then the and then coasters. We have coasters, so from Vesta's Visions. Yeah. So we have a good chunk of swag to give away to somebody, and then we'll throw in probably like a bottle of wine and some candy because it's Halloween. And yeah, yeah. It'll be a fun little gift um, giveaway. So this week, that is happening because now everything is done. I pick it up tomorrow, so. Perfect. Yeah. We'll probably get it on, yeah, when we can get together again and photo. Yep, and all you got to do is once you, if you join our group, you will see that we'll post it there. And all you've got to do is share our podcast and that gets you an entry and then we'll draw. Yeah, we'll post about it and how to do it and everything. So it'll be great. Yeah. So yay. Well, have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Spooky.